Hello, guess who it is? It's Abigail, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited for this episode. You guys have no idea. I've been just like, today I worked in the yard. I like to get a little bit tired. Like, I've, I'm on my tea break. I like to get a little tired, so I know that I won't, like, have trouble falling asleep. It's really important for me these days to just, like, make sure that I'm getting that grind in so I'm exhausted by the end of the day and I just want to go to sleep and it feels good it feels really good to like pick up sticks in the yard and I did that today in pine cones and get a little bit of pine on you and then take a shower and like lay around a little bit and watch some YouTube videos um I like to work a little bit before I go to sleep these days just because it's a lot it's a lot easier to go to sleep like that whenever you're you've had a good productive day and i use productive that word lightly because productivity has nothing to do with the amount of things that you get done that's just being busy um but productivity has to do with getting you towards a goal or helping someone else i think and so today my productive thing that i did was eventually sit down at this desk or not it's not a desk it's a like hard table it's not a desk and I have all my podcast stuff ready and prepared and feel like motivated to do this but leading up to that I wanted to help my boyfriend's mom just like clean up the yard because we had a thunderstorm come through last night which was kind of like creepy it was so loud and it seemed like the van could have like easily blew over um, we've been having a lot of thunderstorms lately in Georgia and the rain is just scary. There was hail, there was loud booms and bangs, but anyways, no one cares about that. Um, what did I do this, this week? So this past week, if you are a fan of mine, <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you always probably, which you probably don't notice this, but if you, you probably will after I mention it today get to the point. Um, I have not posted hardly anything on my social media the past four days, but it's because I'm on my period. And whenever I'm on my period, I just don't feel like it. And it's, well, it's like, I don't even think to post. I don't even think, and I do a little bit. That's what I'm about to get to. I've been doing a lot of passive work, which is just watching a lot of YouTube and not just consuming terrible content like music videos and I don't know like watching a lot of Netflix I really haven't watched any Netflix this week which is a big score for me because a lot of times during my period I use that as an excuse to like kind of bum it and just watch um content that's really not going to get me anywhere like sometimes I do fall into watching the Kardashians and I don't know why I do Actually, I really don't do that. I've only watched them like a handful of times in the past two years, literally two times. But that's just a really good example of like the kind of content that I really don't want to watch, especially whenever I'm on the period because I'm already emotional. And then unconsciously shows like that trigger like hype like me to be emotional and like it just picks at my insecurities anyways. Picks. Picks. Sorry. We'll have to fix that. <laughs> But, like, making sure that I'm taking in good content. So that was, like, a big priority this week is 
um, taking in content passively and making sure that it's educational and pushing me towards my goals. So what that looked like was Googling things like, uh, or YouTubing things like how to grow on Instagram. Because yes, I've been doing this for years and you know, I've made podcasts about it, but I'm sure that there's updates to the algorithm every week and every month, like drastic things that I don't even know about. And there have been like, dr- did you guys know that Instagram is not a photo sharing app? I feel like I knew that. Like I knew that the CEO had announced that it wasn't a photo sharing app, but it's like a video sharing app like TikTok. And like, I know that we knew that, but I like don't think I beat that through my brain enough because I would be complaining about how I'm not growing on Instagram, yet I'm not doing, I'm like fighting the current, like, you know, I'm in the river and flowing, like swimming against it with that because I was just posting photos. I have not posted hardly any videos. So I'm just like learning more about like what's going to make my content better, what's going to make my accounts grow. And just trying to get better at my vocation. Because if this is going to be my job, then I need to be really, really good at it. And I need to know what every app is, like, wanting from us. Because no matter how bad we want Instagram to be in chronological order or how bad we want it to be a photo sharing app, it's not. And so we can either, or I can either complain about it or I can, like, fuck with it and let it work in my favor because I know how to make videos and if that's what they want is videos for me to start gaining um, a community that's like me then I need to do that like what what am I doing if I want to be in social media and I want to be good at it I have to do what the app is asking of me and like also I love photos I'm not going to quit posting photos like in order to keep my community engaged with me Photos are a big part of that with great captions in detail about who you are, what you're doing, da 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 Like, if this is going to be my thing, I need to make it my bitch, you know? Like, I need to be really fucking good at it. So, just this week, I've been taking hella notes, and I'm, like, in a rock. I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place, like they say. Like, between sharing all of the things that I have thinking is going to work for me, like sharing all the research that I've done on this podcast, you know, or like making a TikTok about everything that I've researched. I'm stuck between like, should I share this stuff? But because it's like, I've put in the time, like I'm putting in the work, putting in the effort. And I feel like everyone can do that. And I don't fault small businesses or anybody for gatekeeping where they get their hats, like who makes their t-shirts who makes their like whatever it is because it took work to figure out who the best manufacturer were manufacturer it took work to get to the point of like selling that product so I don't think gatekeeping is a bad thing like I'm gonna tell people what I like what could help and I'm gonna of course push my community that is interested in like this type of lifestyle in the right direction and eventually I will spill all my secrets but in the process of me like trying to grow my social media because I'm nowhere near like I'm super happy I'm content but I have like a vision of where I want to go so in the process I like don't want to be spilling on my tea you know because like I am working hard in this moment to get to a certain point as are you but we all have google like 
it's hard to know somebody who doesn't have access to Google because there's public libraries. Almost everyone has a cell, a cell phone. There, It's like the playing ground is pretty fair and it has nothing to do with money. So, and I promise you that because I don't have a dollar in my pocket and I feel like I'm getting smarter and better at my job every day. But it took like an awareness of, wow, Abigail, you are being so dumb. Like you're mad at Instagram, but you're not doing what it's asking you to do. Like there's a simple playbook that you can play by. And if you don't play by that book, then it's no one's fault but yourself. So that's kind of where I'm at this week. I've just been trying to take in as much knowledge from nerds on the internet and I'm not like I'm not watching YouTube videos of like I don't know girls like me I'm not watching anybody who's anything like me like I'm watching the fucking nerds the the men that have like millions trillion I don't even know if people can have trillions but like millions of YouTube followers and who stream and like do, do their job super well like do their niche or whatever really well So I'm not trying to like narrow down on anybody that's like me because I feel like if you know how, like I want to be able to have an Instagram account with no followers and be able to grow that bitch in 30 days. Like I want it to be a skill. I want it to be a part of me and I want it to be so obvious that I'm good at it to myself. Like fuck everybody else. I just want to be good at it to myself and be confident that I know how to grow an account organically and like create community that's the goal. (laughs) That's part of the goal anyways. But yeah, I have had a good four or five days. Right now I'm sipping on a little coffee in a scotch glass. Like, you know, in movies, whenever men like pour scotch or whiskey into a little glass, fancy glass, and they like drink the whole thing. That's what I'm drinking this coffee out of because I didn't really want a lot. But yeah. And then I have a little water and I'm just chilling with my iPad and laptop. On my laptop in front of me, I was Googling the Yellowstone um, catastrophe kind of going on. And I just want to say, oh gosh, I'm so sorry to everyone who lost their houses. And I don't think anybody was killed during it. Hope everyone's okay. Um, I know that there's a lot of loss like in, I guess like, houses just people's stuff is being just torn away by this flood but like go the fuck off nature because she is just telling us like look I don't need you and I will destroy everything that you have and not care about it at all like nature is just so crazy and I know I probably wouldn't be talking about this so freely if like a flood flash flood came through my house but just nature, man, it does not give a freak who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It will crash through you. And isn't it beautiful? Like, over time, there have been so many natural disasters. And, and nature just continues to heal itself. It continues to repopulate. And I wonder, like, all the animals in Yellowstone, I hope that they get the chance to repopulate and just like regrow obviously those roads that led through the national park are not there anymore you cannot drive over them because nature has taken a taken a toll on those roads gosh my speech um 
but wow, it's so fierce. I watched a video of, of a flood taking out an entire bridge just in five seconds. Like, wow, it was relentless. And it makes me think like, I want to chase my dreams like that. Like nothing getting in my freaking way. Just get out of the way. I don't care what anyone has to say. I want to be like that flood. I just want to flood through everything and like nothing, no text message, no phone call, no comment, no hate comment, no, nothing can stop me. Like nothing makes my day bad. Nothing makes me think twice about who I am or makes me whatever. Like that flood really stood for something for me. And I don't know, it's crazy. If you really just watch nature, you can learn a lot from it. And I'm not saying that like that flood doesn't mean that, but that's what it meant to me. Like you can create any meaning out of anything that you look at. And it just depends on how you look at things. Like, do we have a negative mindset? Like, if we're watching this flood and the first thing that we think, which it's easy to think, oh, my gosh, these people, I'm so sorry for these people. Of course I think that. But then, like, you can also make something really beautiful of it. Like, nature is just relentlessly chasing after whatever it wants, and nothing can stop it. But for a human being, there are a few things that make like chasing after your goals super difficult and that would be like your thoughts and how you process the world in front of you like I guess for example me looking at that flood one of my first thoughts was wow that thing just floods no matter what is in front of it you know I watched it take down uh, houses I watched it take down walkways bridges picnic tables everything it took down a whole road like what (laughs) That gets me thinking, like, what was something that would stop me from chasing my dreams and getting me where I want to go? And that leads me to the main topic of this conversation today. And it's like, how to know, and this isn't a set in stone topic. It's going to be kind of all over the place just talking about this thing. Anyways, uh, how to know when it's time to apologize for something. Because... Having negative thoughts and having past situations in my brain, having unresolved whatever, unresolved drama, just clearing the dirty water, making sure that you're good to go so you don't have all this noise in your head because we always have noise in our head. And no matter what I do, how many people I like open up to and say, hey, I was in the wrong here and I hope that I can get your forgiveness for this. Um, there's always going to be noise in the back of your head. Like, I still have many things that I'm, to this day, like, I think about and I'm, like, processing and wondering. Like, I think about the people in my life and how I've affected them, and I just, I think that we're all thinking about ourselves and how we've impacted other people, whether it be negatively or positively. And that kind of gives me hope because I hope that other people aren't thinking negatively about me because I'm not, I really am not thinking about other people in a negative way. I'm just like more so worried that I've hurt somebody or whatever, like that, that's my overthinking. And then also hoping that everyone in my life knows that I hold no resentment towards anything and that I I love them no matter what stages that we're in. But in order, I felt like, um, In some situations, in order for me to grow and throughout the past year, it has 
there has been apologies that had needed to be given to people because I have realized, you know, Abigail, you've been super immature in some situations and you have been a bad friend and you have like let people down and you, as much as I love to get on social media, spread kindness and project something into the world that feels really good and really good for me. That's not always like a hundred percent what's going on. Like I have been at fault. I've done some crappy things. I've been a bad friend. And, but on the other, on the flip side of it, I've been a great friend and it depends on who you ask if I'm the um, villain or if I'm like the best person that you've ever met. Because if you ask one person, I'm literally, I've never done anything wrong and they probably think I walk on water, you know, that's how it goes. And then you ask somebody else and they're like, I hate that bitch. She did. And both are true. I am both a villain and, and an angel. I am both of those people. And I think that's important to realize that you can be both of those things because you're not going to be perfect and an angel to everybody. So first of all, in all of this, in like thinking, or if you're thinking, I think I may owe some people an apology, you know, like I think I have messed up. I think that the first thing is just realizing, okay, I am not perfect and I have really messed up and I've hurt people's feelings and like I've been playing victim sometimes and maybe like how other people feel like it's not always their fault. Like I felt like it wasn't always my fault and maybe sometimes playing victim is just a response to making sure that you don't get hurt because our brains are always going to want to protect us. They want our brain, the like the reason that we don't achieve goals and go after things that we really want is because of fear because our brain's default mode, and this is backed by science, is to protect us. So it's going to give you every reason in the book not to apologize, not to take um, responsibility for things that you've done in the past and because it wants to protect you it doesn't want you to get in a conversation a hard conversation and then be rejected because that fear of rejection is very scary for a human um and I just want to say like as I'm talking about this I have not apologized to everyone who needs an apology I am working on things and a lot of this is not it's not because it was just me. Like, I think we all need a, a way to cope with everything that we go through. And although I may have not been the 100% reason behind some of the falling outs that I had with friends, like, I did, I do need to take responsibility because I probably wasn't always the kindest, you know, and I probably wasn't always the best friend. And I mean, I, I see girls on TikTok that talk about how they are like a great friend, ride or die. And I, you know, this is really difficult to talk about because it's just like, I don't know who's listening and it feels really vulnerable, but I don't know, maybe someone else can relate. I hope someone else relates because it's, I don't know. Anyways, I hear girls talk about how they're good friends and they would like never do some things but like fuck don't we all mess up like don't we all aren't we all a bad friend sometimes 
or is that not? Like, am I just being too real and I'm going to be embarrassed that I said any of this? But at least, like, I remember a couple years ago there being a point in my life where I didn't really think I did much wrong. Like, I could always find an excuse as to why I was in the right and I was being the victim. Like, I could be the victim. And I don't know if this, I'm assuming this starts from childhood. I think your childhood definitely affects your relationships and your friendships and everything else. And we're going to get into that. But um, I don't know. I think growing up is realizing that you owe people apologies and that you weren't always perfect. Because then you can actually get past some of the noise in your head and start focusing on stuff. Because I made some phone calls in the past few whatever I'm not gonna be too like whatever um and I was just like hey thank you so much for picking up the phone thank you so much for hearing me out I don't know where we left off I think I've already said this already but but I just want to say like I realized that I was immature I made mistakes I can't even tell you exactly what those mistakes were because I don't remember from years ago Um, We both agreed, like, almost every conversation I had, we both agreed, like, we don't know what happened, but we're glad that we're here right now talking about it because it's nice to go forward in your life knowing that the people in your past that you may not ever talk to again have some sort of respect for you because it's nice to leave any relationship, any friendship, any whatever with your pride and with your dignity. And sometimes you don't leave with your pride and your dignity. You leave looking like a really shitty friend because we each have our own perspective of things. And if I tell you one story of like one time me and my friend got in a fight and we stopped talking, like if I went down and told you the entire story, you would get an entirely different story from the other person. And it's not that either of them are lying. It's that we both have different perspectives and I'm going to be looking out for me and -and so-and-so is going to be looking out for themselves because why would we not do that? Like, I am literally the center of my own universe. Why wouldn't I be, like, only looking out for me? And then ditto to the other person. Why wouldn't they only be looking out for them? So they're going to tell, we're all going to have our own stories on things. And I don't think that's necessarily the important part. It's always, like, can we agree that or not even agree, just can I tell you that I know that I was in the wrong and that I would just like to say I'm happy for you and wherever life's going to take you. And if we don't talk for but one time out of the year, if I never hear from you again, just know that I look back on whatever we went through as a crucial part of my life, a crucial part of my growth, and it's made me who I am today. Um, I felt so much better after two of these conversations I had and I immediately felt more confident in myself because I was like wow I just took responsibility for something that was really hard and I don't know it's just nice to like kind of be able to breathe and it's it's not that you think about apologizing every day it's not that you it weighs on me so much because you have to like continue through life even though you think about things that you've done wrong or that were cringy embarrassing immature like if you really are honest with yourself it's not hard to think of moments where you have been just like the cringiest human on earth and just absolutely 
disgusting in some ways that you acted. And I think that we, it's hard to be honest because we don't have a moment to just sit about those things, sit with those things because we are constantly being busy because we really don't want to think about it. But apologizing, like, why do we do it? Because it keeps, um, well, I'm not saying it keeps you, like, I'm sure you can keep going. Like, it's, it's pretty good to keep going. Sometimes you don't feel like you want to give an apology. Maybe it's not the time yet. Like, if you don't feel like apologizing yet, do not do it because it will not be authentic. It will not be coming from your heart. And you may end up, like, repeating mistakes that you're apologizing for. So I feel like whenever you're, why do it is you'll know why whenever it's time to come. Like, you'll, my reason was it's time to let go of the past. It's time to move forward. It's time to, like, get over it. And I'm still getting over it. I'm still, like, getting over some of the shit I did because I'm not always 100% proud of Abigail from five years ago, Abigail from 10 years ago, whatever, high school, college. Like, she has really just made it difficult and the difficult part is like just being aware that you are not the greatest like you're actually gonna be like you've been a bad friend you've been a bad daughter sometimes you've been a bad roommate you've been whatever like owning up to your faults and I don't know. I think the hardest part for me is like owning up to it for myself because it's like, damn, bitch, could you have not been nicer? Could you have not been like more honest? Could you have just like whatever? And my like, I remember this quote single handedly changed my entire life. Like I remember, I don't know who said it, but the quote was, if you are telling one person about a situation no (laughs) I'm gonna fuck it up if you're telling more than one person about a situation you don't want help you want attention and god damn you know like that's so true like if you find if I found myself I would find myself telling one friend a boyfriend another friend just all the tea in my life sometimes and I would be careful, like, I wouldn't be just telling anybody, but I had a few close friends that I knew that I could trust, and maybe even, like, not so close, but I knew that I could trust some people, and especially whenever I was younger, like, what was I telling people my problems for? It wasn't because I wanted help, like, did I want attention from it? And so that, whenever I heard that a couple months ago, I really got to thinking, like, before if before something happens or before I tell anybody anything, what is my purpose? Like, am I looking for help? Am I looking for attention from the problem? What is the end goal in gossiping, quotation marks, about my personal life, like personal situations? What was the goal? And there was no goal. There was no seeking help. It was just like, let's have a conversation. And now these days, I find myself being more silent and observing the world around me and the conversations that I have. I'm very much more passive and observant than I am reactive and just trying to get a word in. And if I am getting a word in these days, I try to just be honest and speak truth and 
if you're speaking truth and someone gets mad, it's not your fault. You're not at fault. And at one point, and still, like, I get shaking. I start shaking. I start doing, I've tried to um, manage my breathing because sometimes it hurts me to send a truthful text that I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how this person's going to respond, but I respect myself enough to be honest and say exactly how I feel, even though truth hurts. Um, And you can tell the truth in a very honest way, and it's not up to you on how people take it and perceive it. Um, But the past year, I've been so silent, and I just ignore if someone is... um, like fighting, trying to fight with me about something or not even trying to fight. It's honestly just having a totally different experience than somebody else and like totally different outlook on life than other people. I think some people it's harder for me to talk to because I get kind of triggered and I don't want to do that. Like I haven't wanted to do that. So my like first solution which was the easiest is to just ignore and not respond and like leave people on red or I mean like not text back for months or weeks or whatever and honestly um I see people on TikTok talking about like I'm gonna get better at texting people back and calling people back um fuck that no there's no getting better for me. Like, I just don't like doing it. There was a point in time where people did not have cell phones, and that was not that long ago. Like, that was three generations ago that we didn't have cell phones. So it's not that hard to think about, like, why is it so hard for the majority of the United... or for the majority of the world to respond to a text message? It's because it's not ingrained in our DNA. Like... Maybe a few generations, maybe my kids, since they'll grow up with cell phones, they will feel the importance of like responding to a text message immediately. And I feel like the more ingrained you are into the society and societal norms, the more offended you get by not getting a text back. But that is not something I'm going to apologize for. That's not something I'm going to try to change. Because if I don't want to respond to you, I don't feel like I owe anybody a response. Given there are some times that I should respond and I haven't. Like I will say, I have fucked up sometimes. Like, I I don't know. I can't think of anything really specific. Because most times, like if it's really important, of course I'm going to respond. Like I'm a human being. I'm not just going to ignore somebody straight up. But if it's not important... And I have stuff going on. Responding to a text message is not ever going to be a top priority to me. I would rather someone call me and be like, hey, how are you? What are you doing? Where are you at? How's the van holding up? You know, are you enjoying it? Have you been to on a hike? Like, I'd rather have conversations like that than be through text message. Not really sure the tone and the the way that the message is being sent because it's there's so much room for miscommunication in texting so I just like to avoid it um yeah (laughs) but back to apologizing um I think realizing that you play victim because we all play victim sometimes way too much and whenever you realize okay maybe I'm like being a baby maybe I think the world actually revolves around me um 
I think that leads to actually having control over your emotions and having control over your life later on. Because now that I know that the world is not against me and I have control of this stuff, I can control my reactions to people who like don't agree with my lifestyle. I can control the way that I perceive things. I don't have like my whole day doesn't have to get ruined anymore because I get a text message that really sets me off. Like I just look at the text message, I throw it away and I just continue with my day because that person doesn't tell me who I am anymore. That person doesn't get a reaction out of me because that's not like I'm not giving them or whoever, whatever, a, a hate comment. I'm not giving them the energy back. So if someone is trying to project something onto you that isn't true and isn't who you are, they're trying to project their own insecurities onto you, that should not affect your day or your life or what you're about to do that day. And I am like, if I was talking about this two years ago, I would be the pot calling the sheep black shit what the I don't know the saying um pot calling the kettle black because it would not take much like it would be like one text message or one phone call and my day slash week would be fucked I'd just be like you know fuck my test fuck everything um freak like and I'm only speaking from like the past four or five years like I have to talk about school (laughs) because that was like the situation I was in it would just be like I would get um, just set off about some stuff and it's serious stuff. Like it's still stuff that I'm having to deal with to this day because honestly, not much has changed. (laughs) Like, even though I have changed my perspective on the world, I still think about like past relationships, friendships, like family dynamic, whatever. I think about it every day and just wonder like, what does everyone think? You know, but that's not going to get me anywhere. I just have to focus on what I think and how I can manipulate my own mind to start thinking in a more positive way. Um, There is a speaker that I really like, Mel Robbins, and she talks about really everything under the sun. And if I'm going to talk about like self-help, sometimes I really like to look to her for like some things because I feel like she's very well spoken she's much older than me and I feel like that's kind of the direction of self-help that I would want to head towards is like actual self-help um like being proactive about your goals being proactive about how you think and it can be really difficult she calls this thing like there's like a system in our brains that uh, that look looks for negative or positive um, things to reinforce how we think. So if you think negatively, you're going to be constantly looking for things to enforce that negative thought process that you have. So, um, for example, if you have had, I don't know, like terrible boyfriends and you date somebody that's not a terrible boyfriend, you're trained and you've programmed your brain especially if you spent more than seven years of being in terrible relationships because it takes about seven years to program yourself in any type of way so if you spend a lot of time in terrible relationships and you get into a good one you're going to be constantly looking for things to confirm your negative thinking and 
Um, today in my research, I found out that we spend about 70% of our time in our head, in our thoughts, thinking negatively. 70% of our thoughts are negative. And that is just a rough estimate of people. I don't know how they got to that um, prediction, but... 70% of everything that you think is negative, and you can change this. There are ways to change this, and this is what like Mel Robbins talks about a little bit. And then also another interesting fact is that 5% of you is actually being conscious of your decision-making because we make decisions throughout our day all the time, and only 5% of our day is actually being conscious. And I think over the last year, I've spent probably... Maybe I would honestly say about upwards 50 or 60% of my day being conscious, if not more. And that is just like anything between pouring some coffee and just automatically questioning like what's inside of it? What is this made of? Is like phosphate or whatever in here? Is that what's making me break out? Like I keep trying oatmeal, oat milk. I don't know why I keep doing this. I'm highly allergic to it. It makes my face break out, but I'm just hopelessly in love with oat milk I love it and I was looking I poured the last glass of it that I had today and I do have bumps and I start itching after I do it but I've noticed because I feel so aware of what I eat and what I drink these days that I was like finding myself questioning like what's in this oat milk (laughs) like is it the oats and I keep drinking it because I'm an idiot. It's not that I'm not aware that it breaks me out It because I know that's what it is. But it's small things like that. Like, are you questioning everything? And some people will say, you're just OCD, an undiagnosed OCD. Call it whatever you want to. If you think that's what it is, that's what, that's what it is. That's what you think. You know, like I've had, speaking of that, um, you know that like people will say, I hope you don't change for somebody. Well, sweetie, like... I know in my heart I haven't changed for anybody, but if that's what you think, that's literally what it is, and I can't make you think any differently, so I'm not going to waste my energy, because that's just like what you think. So my notes on Mel Robbins, she's talking about the reticular activating system. Have I talked about this on the podcast? Honestly, I don't really care, because if I have, it's good stuff, and we should re-talk about it. Um, she calls it the reticular reticular activating system a scientific reason for why you only see negatives and think pessimistically and she goes into how you should reprogram your brain because like the first seven years of your life is basically you in hypnosis and I'm not kidding this is seven the first seven years you are being you're in hypnosis every year after that you are practicing what you have learned So if you have learned to be negative, if you have learned to be positive, it fucking matters. And for example, this is literally the best example. If a kid falls off of a swing set, the first person he's going to look, he, she, they is going to look at is their parent for approval, for how should I react or not approve, you know? So if the kid falls off and the parent goes, oh my God, are you okay, baby? Are you okay? Like that initial reaction is going to instill fear into that child and the baby will start crying whether it's hurting or not. Now, if the baby falls off the swing and it, the mom or dad is like, 
Oh my goodness, you so cute. Get back up there. Get back up there. Try it again. Get back up there. I bet it's so fun. Try it again. The baby's going to look at that parent with a smile and get back on there and not be scared. It's a difference of are you is it a negative reaction or is it a positive reaction? And this starts like in the very very beginning of life. We are new. We are new and that's why we need to be careful with who and when we reproduce because if you are not ready and like I'm so glad I'm learning this stuff now because if I would have brought a baby into the world like eight years ago I would have been the parent that was like oh my god are you okay and then the baby would have started crying and then that baby would just be like introduced to living life in a world of fear and thinking that whenever I fall down I have to cry Instead of whenever I fall down, oh my gosh, it doesn't always have to hurt. I can get back up too. There's a whole other side of falling down. And we don't learn that sometimes. And some some people go through their entire lives never knowing that sometimes when you fall, it doesn't hurt that bad. It actually feels better whenever you get back up and do it again. Sometimes people don't realize that. And it's honestly really sad. And that's just like the baby, like, am I going to be the victim? Did the chair hurt me? Let me play victim real quick for no reason. Like, I'm not even hurting. But we learn it. It's taught. But then these things can be untaught, baby. And that's like when you grow up and you're like, okay, I'm not the victim. And all these things happen to me. And yes, some of the things that I was taught is shit. And some of the things that I've learned, I need to unlearn. And some things that like... Like, some shitty things happen to me, but that does not define me, and we cannot live in the past, because if we keep living in the past, that's in the present. Like, do we realize this? The more that we think about the past, the more it's right here in this moment, because I can I can pull myself back to an Abigail that was cheated on a lot. I can do that right here in this moment, and I can almost feel that pit in my stomach. Like, I can bring all kinds of memories back. I can feel these times where I got a text message saying, you know what, if you ain't going to the party, then we ain't going to be friends because, and like, not that that's even a big deal, but I mean, at the moment it was, and I can feel like that hurt and that pain. But if I can try to get rid of that and realize, okay, none of these things are actually helping me. Like it's not helping me. But also, like, why why do I want to hold on to all these hard memories so bad? Like, why do we want to live in the past so bad? And so I think realizing, okay, I don't have to live in the past. That triggers, like, I don't have to be so negative. I don't have to think of all these negative things because it just holds me back and it keeps me back. And then, like Mel says, we're just going to be constantly looking for things to reassure all of our insecurities your friendships are going to suck. Your relationships are going to suck. You're going to be insecure all the time because all you're looking for are faults in people because all you're thinking about in your head are faults in yourself. I talk about before you go to bed, visualize like who are you? Who is that version of you that you want to be? Like what does she look like? Think about that and think about what is self-worth to you? What does it look like to actually appreciate who you are? Like, does that look like eating better? Does that look like stretching? I mean, you don't have to drop every, say you've never worked out and you want to go work out. You don't have to like start a whole 
protein shake routine, eating breakfast, avocado toast, going to the gym, like what? Like you don't have to have the workout set. Start slow. Start with stretching because if you can't stretch, you're gonna pull a muscle at the gym. Like there are building blocks that get us to these goals. Just like there are ways to start thinking differently that gets you to a more positive mindset. And one of the things that I found the most helpful is telling the people and like in my case, my boyfriend, being honest about where I'm insecure and just being vulnerable, allowing yourself to be honest about some of the hardest things that you may be insecure about. And if you don't have anybody that you can be honest with and maybe they react in such a like harmful way, maybe they don't take your side and they're not in your corner on anything that you say or bring up to them that bothers you, that's not somebody that you need in your life. And as hard as that is to like get rid of somebody, that's that is changing how you view the world. If you can realize, okay, maybe I need to be honest about how I feel. If you can't do that, if you can't do what you need to do to be able to start changing how you view the world because of the people around you, you need to change the people around you. I know a lot of people will say the quote like, I've outgrown the people around me and that is just I don't like that because I don't think that you can outgrow like people in a narcissistic way like it's not like I'm better than you now there are reasons to be better than people like if you leave hate comments on people's videos I'm better than you because I don't do that you know what I mean like things like that like there are some low lives but whenever it comes to people who are just like at a different state like we're at different stages in our life not that one is greater than the other not that one is higher than the other not that this is a race and I'm in front of you or you're in front of me and I'm behind you I'm, you're behind me it's not like that it's like I've outgrown an environment I've outgrown like a certain way of thinking and it's no good for me anymore so respect yourself enough to know your own bound like Maybe you don't even know your own boundaries. So you need to think about that. Like, how can I make my life, make my mind more of a pleasant place to be? Because then whenever you start to get more confident and have self-worth, the people around you will change and you will start attracting people who also think like you. And you want that. You want to be surrounded by people who think like you. And the thing is with life is... I hope that as I like start attracting my tribe in different seasons of my life, I hope that I meet people who are cool with like spending so much time, however long that time is, whatever life decide, whatever fate. I think I believe in fate. Let's look up the definition of fate. Um, whatever time we have together in life, I hope that we both just like understand, <laughs> come to an understanding. Whenever that time's over, it's cool. Like, it, there doesn't have to be falling out. Maybe we're different, and different people can coexist. But if we're so different, there's really no reason for us to be super besties because we're not reaching for the same goals or the same things. And actually, this is really just depending on the person. Some people can continue on and still be besties and da da da, da. But I found that it's easier and I find a more flow in my life having people that are like me around me maybe that's just a me thing but if I want to run a business if I want to be on the social media world and 
gosh, I have an ulcer and it's really killing me right now. Um, if I want to do all those things, I want people around me who can talk to me about it. I want to have those things in common because I go deep. Like, I go really deep into these things, and I can only go so deep with people about social media who do not know, like, what I know. And it's not like I know more than you about social media. Like, I do because it's my profession, so I want people around me who know a lot about it. Or people around me who like spirituality. People around me who understand, like, what they call a spiritual awakening, whatever they call you know, whatever. I don't, I hate words like that because it's so like to taboo, is it taboo? And then it's also misunderstood so badly. So, but I just want people who think like me to be my main community because as fun as it is to be critiqued, I don't like it. (laughs) Like who likes to be told what other people think that you should be doing? Nobody. So it's cool to have like-minded people And yeah, so the definition of fate, by the way, is the development of events beyond a person's control regarded as determined by supernatural power. And yeah, I think I really do believe in that because I don't think relationship ends to relationships or meeting new people is anything really in our control. The only part that we can control about that is like, becoming the people like you need to start becoming the person that you want to be best friends with the type of people you want to be best friends with because you're going to project into the world a certain image and then that will reflect right back onto you so if you're mean if you are nice I don't know you're gonna have nice people around you if you're like what's another if you're if you're an athlete in college you're gonna have a lot of college athletes around you obviously that's gonna reflect right back to you if I'm a social media girl I'm gonna have a lot of friends that are in social media and that's literally most of my contacts and why wouldn't it be like you are going to project and gonna get a reflection of exactly who you are so if you're like (laughs) Like, look around at your friends. Like, what are their lives like? Are they similar to yours? Are they different than yours? They're probably really similar. And if you think that, like, other people's lives are falling apart, it's probably super similar to you. And it's not a bad thing. Like, it's not, this is a tool. And this is something that we can use to our advantage. Because if you just take a look around and observe what's going on, it's really a reflection of how you live your life. We attract exactly who we are. We attract the people that we are. We attract the type of friends that we are. We attract exactly what we pre- what we project. The things that come into your life is because you have a programming that supports them. And that's what you'll attract. So the programming from the seven years, and if you've been going on the same programming for 21 years, the you, the type of people that you allow into your life are going to be what your programming supports. And it's going to be what your programming is like itching for and hungry for. It's going to be constantly looking for validation. Does this make sense? Do we understand this? That the programming, the negativity, whether it was negative or positive, but most of us have been programmed negatively, given that is why there are 70% thoughts negative in every single human being. Well, most of us. 
Um, like that's a hefty number. And think about it. Like, what are your friends like? You know a lot about your friends and there's great qualities in everybody. You can find the great greatness things in every person. Not every person is bad. Not what I'm saying. Like, even if you have a negative programming and you think negatively, the friends that you have around you are probably not bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying their lives are probably kind of similar to yours. And um, you're you're just going to want to be around that because you can relate to it. But we can also be around it because it feels comfortable and we like to be victim with other people. Like we like to feel like... Um, validated in our struggles, validated in the things that feel wrong, and we don't want to be told that we're, we're wrong, so, like, if I'm, like, doing something wrong, I'm not going to want somebody that's not even, like, that, I I don't want anybody who's in a different mindset telling me that I've done, like, I don't want the other perspective, why would I want the other's perspective, and, well, now I do, like, Abigail, in this moment at 8.30 at night right now, I like the other perspective. I like to be criticized and told where I'm messed up or where I was not good. And I do that for myself. I, <laughs> I rip myself apart. But, like, you're not going to – what I'm saying is you're not going to attract people who um, contradict the victim problem that you have because we want to be victim we want to be like reassured that we didn't do anything wrong and that the world's against us and that we don't want to take responsibility for anything but that gets us nowhere and I think the most important part of my growth in the past year is questioning everything about what I believe and being told that I was wrong, like, being honest with myself, okay, bitch, you are wrong, it's good to be questioned, and it's good to sit with people questioning you, it's good to sit with you questioning yourself, and if you've never questioned yourself, that's an issue, that really is an issue, because I have that, I had that issue, and I'm sure 10 years from now, I'll look back at me and think, wow, you were playing victim in this area of your life, like, there are, Obviously, situations I'm in right now that, like, aren't comfortable, and I don't know really what's going on. I don't think I'm being, like, playing victim, but you never know. I didn't think I was playing the victim 10 years ago. You just never know, And but it's, you can. You can be better, and you can just fight madness with truth. You can be honest, and if people don't like honesty, then that is not on you, baby. Um, but it's very important to me to have people in my life that don't just listen to me but they say hey Abigail yeah I hear you you're upset and that yeah maybe they did do something wrong but it's not like their fault that your day is ruined you need to get on your own two feet because those like that person isn't gonna like pay your bills that person isn't gonna da -da -da -da. like you need to Put your bootstraps on. Pull yourself on. <laughs> what the fuck am I? This is my programming. All these sayings. All these fucking sayings. Um, but yeah, it's to me it's important to have people who go 
Abigail, yeah, I get it. Um, maybe so-and-so isn't being the nicest, but, bitch, like, are we going to really just sulk in that all day and play poor me, poor me, and tell everybody? Because, like I said, if you tell more than one person, you don't want help, you want attention. Uh, oh, I think it's really interesting about the placebo effect. Um, and this is something to do with negative and pos positive thinking. If someone gives you, like, medicine and they're like, this will call, this will make your headache go away. And it's just, like, a B-complex vitamin. That, and then your headache goes away. That's, like, the placebo effect. But that's also just, like, thinking positively. <laughs> you know? And if you just think, oh, my headache's never going to go away. Your headache's never going to go away. That's how it is. You know, and placebo effect is real and use that to your advantage. Just think about it. Like, I'm not kidding. I'll be knocking on wood sometimes for real because I th I think words are, words are curses. Like, people really do need to be careful with their words. Um, <laughs> this morning, what made me think of that, and here's another example of just being so chronically aware my boyfriend's dad was like, well, you'll probably, there ain't no way you'll go your whole life without getting shingles. And I was like, well, damn, probably not now because you just spoke that into existence. And I'm like knocking on wood at the breakfast table because I don't want shingles. But like, and that would have never crossed my mind until that was said. And now that's like a potential problem that I might have. But, you know, like maybe I won't get shingles. But that's just like, be careful with your words. Like, why do we speak so negatively? Like, why was that sentence necessary, you know? It's not. It's not. Okay, so I want you to answer this question. If I come up to you and I say, uh, oh, I just got done catching up with this great friend from high school. And this is a true story. I met, I saw this girl named Erica. Erica, if you ever listen to my podcast, hello. I'm so glad I got to see you today. It was such a breath, fresh breath of air. <laughs> we had most of our classes together in high school, but we never hung out outside of high school, which is really a bummer because we were, I felt like we were good friends. Anyways, um, she told me she was going out of the country and she was going to be teaching English um, in Colombia, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is literally amazing, all the things that flooded my mind whenever I heard this was like, holy crap, like, you're gonna meet so many people, you're gonna see so much, you're gonna learn so much, probably learn a different language, like, come back a whole new person, maybe not even come back, you're gonna have so many new experiences, learn so many different hobbies, meet, like, so many kids, you're gonna impress so many kids with your knowledge, like, these are just my first thoughts, and I'm about to tell you, like, the other side of this is, like, oh, your friend's going to South America. What if she gets sex trafficked? Like, what the fuck? Why do people? I literally had this conversation today. Like, why is that the first thing that people think of? Like, yes, there is a possibility, but that possibility is literally right here in my hometown, small town in Georgia. But that is the track of, like, negative, what did Mel call it? Reticular activating system? Scientific reason for why you only see the negatives. Like, if that's your initial response, think about what your response was to that. Like, if someone were to tell you that they were going out of the country, what do you think of immediately? Like, do you think in a hopeful way? Or do you think in a really pessimistic way? And, gosh, like, I, I'm sure that I've thought really negatively before about... 
like if people were to come up to me about things like that, but maybe not because I've really always been kind of free spirited. And I'm confirming this because in some of the apology conversations that I had recently, one of my really close friends that I'm so, I was so glad to reconnect with. And we were both like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but yo, we're here now. And she was like, I'm so happy for you. Like you've always talked about going off and just like being free and not having any ties to anything. And you just look like you're doing that. And I said, happy for you. And it felt so good to hear somebody from my past confirm, like, I've always dreamed of this. Because I know that I'm in my dream, but a lot of my healing, or whatever you want to call it, has been me not being really sure about who I am or who I was in the past. Because I just don't know, and I don't really remember, and I don't really want to think about the past. Like, I just try to block it out as much as I can sometimes. But not in a, like, unhealthy way, just like... Try not try to move from it because so much of it is just like, like a lot of the things that I remember are negative because I've been in such a negative track of a mindset. But it was just so refreshing to hear someone say like, you're doing everything that you've always talked about. And I know in, in school, all I wanted to do was drop out. Like these, my friends can confirm this, uh, that I hated it, but I had no alternative because I wasn't sure, and I didn't think for myself, and I thought through this filter of what my parents wanted, or what I thought was necessary for me to be successful in the future, and that was not original thinking, that was just me, like, doing and being what I thought was appropriate at the time, so that was so good, because I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited for the future and just to see where all this goes because I'm getting better at my job because I'm understanding myself more and just getting more confident in my skills and different things. And I all like everything I do, and I'm so happy about this because I feel like all the like years of not being sure, and I'm still not like a hundred percent sure of where this is going. I have a vision, you know, like I kind of have a general idea, getting more confident, but it's like cool to just feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I don't have to like ask for anyone else else's approval. Like I don't need anybody to tell me what to do next, but <laughs> unsolicitedly, solicitly, people do that now. They just like, like to tell me, but I mean, it's cool. I just don't listen at all because I know where I'm going and it may look confusing to the outside world, but it's not confusing at all to me. Um, I wanted to... Okay, so we were talking about programming and 95% of life is whatever that programming is. So 95% of your life is going to be whatever you were programmed to believe for the first seven years and... Like I said, it takes seven years to kind of reprogram your brain. So I'm like on a year one or two from, well, really one. Um, and maybe even like month four because I just admitted through this podcast, thank you guys for giving me this foundation and this safe space to just be honest about who I am. I cannot like even put it into words how good it felt to say I am not a Christian anymore. And it's not that I'm like spiteful. It's just, wow, Abigail, you've come very far away, and it feels really good to be comfortable enough in my own skin to express that to a community who supports me and uplifts me no matter what 
I believe or how I think. And then also to people who find value in being honest about like rebelling, quotation marks, <laughs> against the norm, against the masses. Um, but some of the things that I jotted down for my seven, my first seven years of programming is I was in pageants. Just let that sink in. Imagine. And I don't remember being in pageants at all. I don't remember any memories. But I know, like, since seven years are my first most impressionable moments of my life. Like, your first seven years are the most critical learning points um, of your life. I can imagine what pageants did for me. And, it, like, I can say it probably gave me some confidence. But there was probably another flip side to it that I don't even realize yet. Um, another thing is my family loves Fox, Fox News. So there's that. And that's much deeper than just saying Fox News. Um, and it would be like, even if we listen to CNN, it's the same thing on the other side. And I would have probably grown up differently, obviously, probably not into the church if we were watching CNN in the background. But any kind of news, there's definitely going to be some deep programming after you realize none of this is true and it's all just a distraction from, like, the real life that we have. Um, I grew up a cheerleader, and that programmed into me some, like, very hardworking skills. Like, it's cool to work hard even whenever you don't have it in you because we won three state championships and those like I never worked so hard in my life my coach really pushed us and so um I don't know gymnastics and cheerleading just have programmed me to work hard even whenever it's hard to and so for that I'm thankful for but like there's a flip side to everything you know and um really I can't think of too many negatives I'm I'm thankful. I really am thankful that I grew up in sports and had a mom that drove me to my um, practices and stuff. And like, I wish sometimes I'm like, I wish I like didn't. Ha I wish I was homeschooled and that I don't know. I wish I would have spent more time emotionally with my parents. But like, that's just not the life that was destined for me. So that's cool. And we can think about all the things that we wish were different and that we feel like we're wrong and we can just go down that road of blaming our parents and generational trauma or generational curses and patterns we can go down that road for a little bit but at the end of the day that's not really going to get us anywhere so it's cool to like notice the negatives of some stuff and but more recently I've tried to notice that there have been some positives in all of this stuff even though I may not remember it so much it's because I'm, I had such a negative way of thinking so I was looking for reinforcements from my past to reinforce all these negative memories that I had and so it's not that everything was necessarily negative and bad it's just like I have a negative mindset so I'm going to look for reasons or memories to reinforce all these ideas that I have about my past um the movies that you watch, think about the movies that you watch growing up. Like, how did that program us? I watched a lot of Lovey Dovey. I, like, loved boys. I loved love stories. Like, grew up on Avril Lavigne and Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus and all these crazy 
like pop stars with the wrong idea of love. Like, you know, you have these basic, just the girl chases the guy. The guy's like, no, the girl's like, please. And then he's like, no. And it's just like, that is not good. And then there's like this other side of it where it's like Cinderella the guy chases her drops his shoe whatever chases her you know and then she's picked and then that's the end of that and she's perfect and he loves her unconditionally no like that's not I mean there are you will find your prince char or whatever but it's not going to be a fairy tale and I'm not saying that in such a negative way like I would rather work and build through a relationship than just, like, it be pick, uh, pickles. Why did I say that? Then it just be, like, unicorns and rainbows because that has no depth to it. But the movies and the shows that we watch really program us, just like Fox News really program. They just beat an idea into you without you even knowing it because most of us are not conscious while we're watching any of this stuff. Um, so, and then school, you know, you go into this building where you're being taught by strangers, your parents don't even know these strangers personally, and what gets me is, like, we will praise teachers and call people good people, and we don't even know them, like, what is a good person, because they went and got a degree and came back and got married and had a family, and now they teach at your hometown school, that's a good person, that's the definition of a good person now, and people, we just, like, praise people and think highly of people for really no reason. It's kind of crazy. Like, I I will rarely call someone a good person. And it's not because I think that's, like, hard to come by. I just think my definition for good, and whenever I look at people, is way different than what, like, other people think. Because the same people, like, in church and this is just speaking from experience, this is all I have to talk about, like, I'm not going to talk about imaginary things, um, the people in church are the same people at Sunday, like, lunch in the cafe, talking shit, like, mad shit about everybody, and then they'll just write it off as, like, yeah, but we're besties, and, like, I don't really mean any of this, it's, like, or God forgives me. Like, why do you do it in the first place? Like, if you're so if you're so set on following this, like, rule book, you don't follow. Like, can we just be honest and be like, okay, I don't actually follow any of this stuff. Okay, we're not getting on, we're not getting on religion today, but we easily could just fall right back into it. Um, people like to go to therapy to figure out what's wrong. And I'm not knocking therapy. I think talking to people, especially if you don't have somebody that you can trust and that gives you a straight-up answer. Like, it's good to have, like I say, people in your life that contradict what you think, that give you real advice. But if you're going to therapy just to, like, get reassurance on situations, I'm not sure that therapy is that helpful because you're just, like, looking for someone to reinforce your back bad behavior and some people are not going to like what I have to say about this but if you can be honest with yourself I could be honest with myself and say hey I'm actually doing this wrong and like the way that I react to people maybe 
maybe I'm not depressed or maybe I am depressed and it's because I'm choosing to surround myself with depressing things with depressing people with like people who are doing that like feeling the same way and that that again like it's going to take a lot of um awareness and making decisions maybe cutting people off to start to surround yourself with different people but sometimes it takes being alone you gotta be alone and be like hey I'm done talking I don't want to talk no more I want to go like live life for two years by myself figure it out in the Vikings so in the Viking era and this was probably I mean I feel like this is common maybe in other countries but people would send or like families would send off their kids at like I don't know how old they were I'm just for now sake say people send off the point of college is to send off your kid to for me to see if they can defend themselves in the world and don't be worried about them and respect your child enough to trust them that they can make decisions for themselves and like get on with life without you like I want whenever I have kids I want to like whenever they let go and they decide okay I'm gonna go live life as hard as it would probably be to like let go of somebody that you literally birthed it's so important that they're able to go out in the world and do things by themselves um without me questioning or giving really any advice without me like offering my opinions on stuff like I really don't think it's necessary whenever a child becomes an adult at least for a certain amount of time I think they should be left alone (laughs) and maybe not I don't know not completely like we have cell phones now and that's a great advancement in technology but it's up I think it's up to my child late like later on if they want to come back home and like be friends with me and I'm gonna raise them as best as I can and pro like try to program them in a positive way and I'm not saying that I've been I don't I'm not saying anything I'm not saying anything I'm just talking about what I want to do um and I just want it to be their choice to like come back and tell me everything or like keep it to themselves or whatever like be my friend don't be my friend I'd love for you to be my friend um (laughs) but yeah again it's important to take responsibility for who you are maybe why you're feeling depressed and stop sulking in the depression um because the more you say I'm depressed the more you reinforce that you are depressed Like, the more that you go to therapy and say, I'm sad, all these bad things are happening, the more that you reinforce that environment to keep on happening. Gosh, I know this is going to be just, am I going to get canceled? But this, I'm just offering a new perspective. You don't have to take it. You don't have to like it or anything. But sometimes I don't think therapy is the answer unless it's, like, you're actually going to get help and not just, like, gossiping and reiterating things that are reinforcing the most terrible experiences that you've had in your life like you're just torturing yourself in my opinion um we I like I said we want to it feels comfortable to blame our past and everything on our parents on relationships past past things but we got to get past that 
because at the end of the day, we are responsible for the growth that we want. And that takes, like, being like, okay, Abigail, no more victim, no more da 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 let's grow up and let's, like, do something with all this. Like, if you have a lot of sadness, if you have a lot of depression, because depression exists, like, gosh, it did. <laughs> I know it does. And anxiety, like, I'm not writing these things off. They're real, but we have ways to deal with this, and it starts within us. I don't think it starts with someone else talking to us and getting an answer from them. I think that's literally going to cause more harm because nobody knows what you're going through. I don't care how many degrees, I don't care how decorated this therapist is, they are not going to be able to under understand your perspective completely, and they're going to give you the wrong advice almost every time. Trust yourself, and if you don't trust yourself, say you can't trust yourself, you need to go silent. <laughs> like, learn how to be by yourself. Learn to or realize that your brain has been programmed a little bit differently, and you have the power to change it and make a difference in it. And it's up to you, baby. It's not up to anybody else. No therapist is going to give you the perfect advice. They're just going to keep taking your money. Um, and they want you there. Obviously, they don't, like, deep down, they don't deep down want you to get better. They want you to keep coming back. <laughs> I, I wrote this down. I said, I'm talking about myself because I remember, like, victims can't get things done because we are too busy telling everyone our story. Like gosh to be, or even telling yourself the story telling yourself the story a million times this is why I can't do this because I'm so sad this is why I can't chase my dreams because my parents didn't raise me the way I wanted to be raised this is why I can't start my business because I didn't have a trust fund this is why I can't do yoga because my mom didn't put me in um gymnastics we can we can make a million excuses, but not one of them is going to work. Not one of them is going to get us, like, where we want to be. And if you really want to be somewhere, you're going to stop playing with all these excuses, Abigail, okay? I know this because I've been there. I'm not just speaking and preaching to somebody. I know this because I've been the one replaying and reiterating to myself how everything's against me and how I just came to this world and now I'm just going to piss around because nothing is going to work for me because I grew up poor and now I'm this is just the life I'm destined to live and that's just so far from the truth but shoddy there's hope there's literally so much hope for you there's so much hope for you in the middle of your depression there's so much hope for you while you're having an anxiety attack in the middle of the grocery store because you can change the plot one day but it is not going to be easy. I'm not saying getting rid of depression is easy. I'm not saying you'll ever get rid of it fully because there are some days where I am just so sad, but there are some days where I am just happier than I've ever been before, and it's because I have to experience these bad days. There's a sign on the road, a church sign that I saw today, and it was like, don't be, don't be, don't be. What did it say? Don't be sad or don't be scared or don't be worried Moses was once a basket case I don't know what it's referencing I don't know what story about Moses I guess he was bad Christian's definition of bad um but do we really think that Moses wasn't a basket case afterward after some miracle or something you know like people experience 
awakenings experience like come to Jesus meetings or whatever and but we still are people like you're still gonna fall back and like be a negative Nelly you're still gonna fall back and treat someone like shit like you're still human so like I don't know where they were going with that one but there's my take on it um we can make something out of the negative for sure like we are not stuck in these in this stagnant position we are not stuck in our depression and you are not your depression that's what I can't stand I am depressed no you are a person who is experiencing this feeling called depression you are not depressed okay (laughs) um I love you guys wow a big well baby I hope that You've had a good week. I hope that if you were on your period, that your back didn't hurt as bad as mine did. And um, I just bled into a diaper all week. I just chilled. I cannot believe that we were expected. I can't believe I went to school on my period, like in high school, in college. I can't believe I was required to be in human body, in, in society, actively doing things while on my period because now I'm just like please let me just lay here on my heating pad like and thankfully I can just work from my bed but I just don't like I can never I can never go be on my period with my back hurting the way that it does like I just I don't have the energy to even pretend like that's normal or okay anymore I don't know how people do it and if you're struggling you're in your job working and you're tired, there's an alternative, but it starts with, I really think it starts with thinking positively, and being aware of your programming, um, and knowing that you can change it, and you can reprogram your brain, it'll take a long time, it'll change, like, it'll take a lot of change, your whole environment could change, your friends could change, your whole dynamic with your family could change, But that is not necessarily a bad thing if that points you in a progressive direction of getting the life that you truly desire. Like a year, taking a year to completely change and be somebody else and maybe go in silence so you can figure out who that is. That is not a long time whenever you think about all the years to follow. Like that's a new person. That's a completely new person with different ideas, a new outlook on life, and new dreams. I didn't have some of the things that me and Will are talking about that could potentially be like our lives very soon. It is way better than I could have ever dreamed it as a kid. And it it has taken some work to get there. It's taken some controversial thinking. It's taken just hard conversations So I'm not saying any of this is easy and that it's just going to be so effortless because it is not and it is hard and you are going to hurt people's feelings. But just be you, speak your truth, and that's all that you can do. And I don't know. I've still got a long ways to go, um, but I'm super satisfied right now with where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you made it to the end, you know what to do. Like, please follow everything, subscribe, and I'll see you guys next week. I love A Big Well. Like, oh my gosh, it's been such a good outlet for me. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. Oh my gosh, I love you. I love you. Okay. 
I don't know. I'll probably see you this week or next week. I, we don't know how many times I'm recording yet, but just going with the flow. This is a pretty good episode, so maybe you can, you'll either listen to the whole thing or break it up this week, whatever you do, whatever you do. And also message me with questions on Instagram. I normally see most of those, so yeah. Um, I hope that you have such a good week. Do not feel rushed to do anything that I talked about today because I'm sure you're doing enough right now. And it's just food for thought, you know. You can take it with a grain of salt and you can apply it to your life. Or you can just say, this bitch is fucking insane. She's, I don't trust her, she's a bad friend. But I think it's actually, I, <laughs> I don't know, I think I'm a better friend now because I'm more aware that I can be a better friend than I was in the past, so... Hopefully somebody can relate to all the stuff I said today. Uh, yeah, I love you guys again. Uh, I keep saying, oh, uh, but I don't want to leave. I just want to be here, although I am sweating because I'm in a room with no AC right now. I'll turn the air off so you guys could hear me better, you know. Okay, peace out. I'll see you soon. Follow the Insta. Literally, please hype up the Instagram. Please, please, please. I'm working so hard. And it may not look like it because I haven't posted that much. But it in the background, like off app, a bitch is putting in work, okay? A bitch is putting in the work. And I hope that you are too with whatever vocation you got going on. Put in that work, bitch, because it's going to come out tenfold. All right, deuces, gooses. Thanks for streaming. A big whale. Bye.